0: Hello there. This is 633 Podcast. Why is it called that? Because we believe Matthew 633 that says, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. I'm Sharon McComb, Certified Life Coach, and I have partnered with Kimberly Barrows, Faith Coach, to wake up the believer on the inside of us to be living like we believe. We co-host Coaching Works episodes um, to bring an awareness of this profession of coaching and how we testify that it can help anyone with anything. Kimberly's Wake Up episodes follow her journey with the Message Bible, with her ear open to Holy Spirit revelation and breakthrough for our lives. And my Checkmate episodes discuss many ways that we get stuck in life, using my experience and tips. I share how we can tackle these stuck points. So I want to welcome you today to Coaching Works. And I want to um, just invite you to say hello to my co-host, Kimberly.
1: Hello there. Here we are, back again.
0: Today we're going to do an episode, um, we're going to call them troubleshooting episodes. And we're going to do these every once in a while where we use... um, examples uh either that come to us uh, from others or that we think up on our own of ways that coaching can help in practical everyday um, struggles and stuck points um and so we offer sessions that um, as coaches we we work on how you can change your life how we can improve our relationships between us and others, us and ourselves, us and God, right? Um, But we also offer um, coaching sessions where you can work out things that come up in your life um, where you're just kind of stuck. And so today we're going to talk about three different examples of situations where you might be stuck and how our different styles of coaching um, might tackle that. Uh, in a coaching session so Kimberly um, I'm gonna ask you to start from a faith coaching perspective and our first example um, is when you're stuck because you've been trying to to meet a goal you have something in your mind that you want to accomplish or you want to see in your life but you just can't seem to get a hold of it and we're going to take something very, very simple and mundane and it may even sound foolish, but it's a real stuck point for some people. And that is, um, you can't get on top of say your laundry pile, right? Your household chores are, are getting ahead of you and you just can't seem to stay on top of it. Um, and it's frustrating you or it's overwhelming you or or you're just not sure where to go next. You've tried everything, you know, you come to your coach and you say, what do I do? Like, how, what do I do about this? I just can't seem to get ahead of it. I can't stay ahead of it. What does, what does that look like in a session with you, Kimberly?
1: Well, from a faith perspective, from a faith coaching, um, I gotta say from my own experience, I've often compared to my own journey in the fact that well, what is happening in my home is often what is happening in my head mm. in my heart. So, you know, I would I would ask some questions along the line of what do you think is the problem holding you back from getting control of your mountain of laundry? You know, the client might say something like, well, I'm never home long enough. Um, Or, you know, when I get home, I'm just so exhausted. Uh, You know, I just don't have any ambition. So then we know I would dig into whatever that answer is with a few more questions. Because generally, I think, uh, especially as women... We tend to hold ourselves in judgment, in shame, in guilt, in condemnation, Mm. because it was on the to-do list. I was supposed to catch it all up last Saturday when I was off, um, and I just didn't do it. So I went to bed feeling guilty, I got up feeling guilty, I'm living in regret And so, you know, once we kind of dig down to what the emotion is, it's often, if not always, the emotion and the thinking that is really the stuff. That it isn't the pile of laundry. I agree. And often where we need to begin and lead you into is... uh, forgiving yourself and believing that God loves you just as much if you have 15 loads of laundry ahead of you or if you can't walk to the washing machine because it's piled so high he loves you just as much as if it was picture perfect and everything pressed and folded in the drawers and hanging in your closet his love doesn't change by that mountain of laundry it's just your perspective that changes and definitely our perspective leads us into hearing the voices and the of the accuser and of ourselves and so from a faith perspective we would tackle that mountain of laundry with What's your really issue about it?
0: Okay. I would agree. I would agree with that. Um, Very often mundane chores in my life um, have represented uh, something much deeper. Um, I used to think that if my house was out of control that meant that that put me into stress that put me into overwhelm and that i was out of control i remember and then it was pointed out to me by my good friend here that possibly is the other way around that when i am out of sorts when i am overwhelmed when i feel like my internal life is out of order Or unorganized then my house begins to reflect that and so it's clear when you look at it from that perspective that a mountain of laundry which just with all honesty and vulnerability I have had the mountain of laundry in my house um, it's daunting it's like I'm never gonna get to the bottom of it there's not enough hours in my day it's generally not about laundry Um, and so if you were to come to me with that in a session a laser coaching session or it's brought up in another session my first question would be what's going on in your life what else is going on in your life where are your attentions right now you know what what things are taking your time what things are taking your focus Um, I don't want to discount the overwhelm or the stress of having your housework kind of overwhelming you. But oftentimes your housework being overwhelming is a byproduct of overwhelm inside you or misplaced energies, uh, focus or too much on your plate. And you maybe need to take a look at where you're spending your time and your focus and prioritize and then the laundry will fall into place so coaching can help you with um, you know the the everyday things like I can't get on top of my laundry or um, my house is a mess or I can't get my yard work or my gardening done uh, you know I haven't been grocery shopping in two weeks because I just don't have time those everyday things are often so outward signs of inward um, issues that coaching helps to kind of shine a light on so that you can deal with some of those and then better handle the outward things.
1: Absolutely.
0: Right? Yeah. Um. So then the second example that we've come up with um, is so many times I have been in a position where I'm faced with a decision and I don't know what to do. You know, it's like there's good points for this side, you know, decision A or good points for decision B. And they kind of weigh out equally. And so I've gone to my coach oftentimes and said, like, I don't know what to do. You know, Help me figure this out. Right. So the example we're using is you've had a job offer. And it's appealing to you. But there's downfalls. You'd have to quit the job you have. Or it might be less money, or different hours, and you can't you can't figure out which way you want to go. So, as a coach, how can we help our clients? How would we go about helping our clients with that?
1: Well, as a faith coach, again, I would be asking some questions. You know, you just said you know it looks appealing, but you'd have to quit this so you know i dig a little deeper into what you just said because what's appealing about it Mm -hmm. right and how do you how do you feel about telling the other people that you have to quit and but then you know i would dig deeper what feels right what what do you think god is showing you about this job. Do you do you think it's God leading you here? Do you think that, you know, did something happen at work? Have you been offended? Is that why this seems appealing? During you Mm -hmm. know I I would point dig because lots of times from my perspective of my experience is when when we have been corrected at a workplace or been hurt or offended in some way, disappointed, didn't get a raise, uh, you know, been asked too much of. Sometimes we end up in in a discontent and all of a sudden there's a job offer over here. Well, what camp did that come from? and why is it like i said what why is it attractive and how do you feel about leaving the other place there's a lot of those things and i often often have told others that peace is our plumb line and take some time you know take a take a few days don't make rash decisions come before the lord pray you know one of my big things is you know like Uh, Ask God to open and close the doors. Search your Mm -hmm. heart. Find out if there's excuses and offense that have to be dealt with. Um, But where is your peace? You know, if you take this other job, do you feel peace? Or is there more upset in leaving the other one? You know, there's a lot of things that come into play. And coaching just helps dig out... Those feelings, those hurts, those thoughts, those controls, those values. Because sometimes we're after more money. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we're after less time. Sometimes we're running away. Sometimes we're chasing a dream, a past. Sometimes we have one foot in one camp and one foot in the other. And that's part of the indecision. Are we sold out for God? Or do we still want control? So so those are some of the ways that I would, you know, I'm not going to tell you your answer to take the job or not take the job.
0: That's important to know.
1: But I'm going to help you think out loud. Check your emotions. Check your thinking. Check your values. And follow your peace.
0: Okay. In life coaching, um, we often, you know, we ask you questions with the intent to kind of shine light on the points that need clarifying, if that makes sense. And so I would ask you to talk to me about the job you have. Tell me what you like and don't like about the job you have. I would ask you to talk to me about the new opportunity and what, what is appealing to you about it, same as Kim said. Um, I would ask you uh, questions about um, the decision that you have to make. What's the major obstacle to choosing one over the other? What do you feel is the biggest stumbling block for you to make a choice one way or the other? And depending on what your answers are, then I follow up with other questions to help you, um, you know, maybe take, pull it all apart and say, what are my values? Mm -hmm. You know, what prevents me from being all into this new opportunity? Because oftentimes when you're in a position at a job and you have an opportunity come up that tempts you to switch, there's something in that opportunity, right, that is offering you something you're not getting where you are. Sure. And so I would probably uh, want to really talk a little bit about what is it that's missing in the job you have that you think you might get in the new job. I would also take the opportunity to say to you, OK, what are your core values? What are the most important things to you? Does your old job line up with those right does the new one uh what are your gifts and your strengths? Is the old job allowing you um to really fulfill your potential because it's not always that there's been um a correction or a disagreement at your old job or you know you you're you're feeling like you're being used. Sometimes it's you're not being used, Mm -hmm. right? You're not being challenged enough or you you feel you have more to give that you aren't allowed to give. So where your priorities and your gifts and your talents, your values, um, align with either job would be a major thing that we would want to discover. Um, The other question we would both look into is what is the job asking of you and does that align with what god um says yeah, right asking of you mm-hmm. yes so i mean by asking questions what we do is we help you to get clarity over what the main reason for your indecision is
1: and whatever the issue is not just a job. not
0: just a job that's right whatever decision you're trying to make
1: you can be moving uh, you know, all kinds of things. Taking okay. taking uh, courses, taking buying a new vehicle. Some some people really struggle and get stuck in making decisions. And you know, and from a faith perspective, that goes to a deeper issue of why do we have problems making decisions? Let's dig down into the root of that with the Holy Spirit, and, you know, there's a fear there. There's a fear of making the wrong decision. Yeah.
0: Life coaching so, does that as well.
1: Right. So, I mean, with decision-making, like I said, we don't have your answer, but we know how to have God's help and the tools that we use to help you sort through you And get to your answer. That's right,
0: and see the problem more clearly.
1: Yes, clarity is a big. I mean, that's that's it, right?
0: Yeah, that's that's a really big thing in coaching. It's bringing clarity to issues.
1: So the third thing that we want to uh, bring forward that you know, coaching can help with troubleshooting is uh, relationship issues. You know, we all we're all in all kinds of relationships. And one of the things that Sharon and I have often, in the last few years, um, come up against and really had to pray through and focus and help one another and ask the right questions is because our children have grown up as we have been friends for 25 years. And then we find that parenting takes a different perspective, or at least we've struggled accepting a new perspective. Yes. And, you know, our children became adults. And so, you know, so we're going to throw this little scenario out there. And if anybody listened to Sharon's Checkmate issue uh, about the fences in your yard and the boundaries, I mean, I encourage you to go and listen to her three-part series on boundaries. Because one of the examples that she used is, uh, you know, as a parent, The fence between her yard and her son's yard. Her son is still part of her inner circle per se. But the fence between their two yards stops a responsibility. You know, like she can see the grass in her son's yard. but And she can even say to him, you know, I think it's time you need to cut your grass, son. But she can't make him cut the grass anymore. You can't send them to his room because his grass isn't cut. You can't say you're not going out with your friends until you get that done. Because there comes a time in our relationships of parenting that we've got to let go. And, you know, and establish the, the fence. Right. So if someone comes to you and they're really upset because their kid quit their job, has the bills to pay and, you know, doesn't have another job set up and you're not, you know, the person is not okay with this and they come to you and say, I need you to help. I need you to help me know what to do with this child. What are you going to do, Sharon?
0: Well, I mean, I'm I'm big on boundaries and I'm big on boundaries because they've been an issue for me Mm -hmm. Um, and I have learned and I am learning as I very clearly admit in my three-part series that you brought up Um, the question to ask is who quit their job right so I would start by letting them talk about it because you and I both know Kimberly that talking about something can sometimes make you feel better
1: absolutely
0: Um, and so I'd let you talk about it for a little bit but the key to coaching is not to let you talk so long about it that you're wallowing, right? So, at, some, at, at when I feel like you've gotten some of it off your chest, and I have a good understanding about how you're feeling about this, I would, pu- I would probably ask you, whose problem is this? Why is this your problem? Right, right? I know that many parents, especially these days, I mean, you hear about it even on the news. Uh, they run stories about it; such a prevalent problem with adults um, still parenting their adult children. Yes. Um, and that never used to be a thing back in the day, right? Like I think about my grandparents, right? That was not an issue. You know, if you quit your job, well, that was your tough luck. Don't come to me, right? Um, parents today, most of them are a lot different than that. And so, um, I would have sympathy because I've been in that boat, right? Um, both with my parents who helped me out a lot and with my kids that I help But let's be honest, there needs to be a fence. Yes. Between your yards. And so if, when a client comes to me with an issue such as that, um i would want to um really establish the fact that that is not their yard
1: get them to see that
0: yeah so i would do that through asking who's responsible and by discussing how um we can separate ourselves from that right how can we help our child who is not really a child anymore to take responsibility for their own actions, right? So we have to be loving because we love these these kids, right? Um, But we also have to be um, realizing that as parents, our job is always to point our kid in the direction of being responsible. And so I would help my client get um, some understanding and around the idea of boundaries but I would also hold them accountable, offer them some accountability and encouragement to have some backbone because it's difficult to establish boundaries with. you know. So, I mean, I would probably partner with them. It's not something that I would handle in a laser call. I might um, get them started in a laser call, which is a short coaching session, 20 nice. minutes or so. Um, but definitely my questions would be, Whose responsibility is it to pay the bills? Yes. And I mean, also, one of the questions that I asked myself, you know, with my own situation with my son, what's the worst thing that can happen? His hydro is going to get cut off. Can he live without hydro? It's going to make his life harder. It's not going to kill him. Right? What's the worst thing that's going to happen to your child that quit his job? He's not going to have any money to do anything. Well. And then what what's the worst thing that could happen if he doesn't have money to do anything right right um the The key point is establishing is not that person's responsibility to solve that problem anymore yeah uh, with their adult child and, and and you know as a coach, we're not always laying down the law right with our client it's not it's not cut and dried um I wouldn't be encouraging i would be um a partner with them yeah
1: we've both been there we've both been there how painful and how scary it can be you know we can definitely empathize with such a situation that's right we've uh you know definitely experienced the adult parenting thing but most relationship uh, issues i mean we've kind of been there and done that and not that we're not going to do it again we need our own coach but from a faith perspective uh, some of the questions that i know i would ask and i know that i have asked is when have you been closest to god yourself Mm. and almost always it's been in your hard times yes it's been when you've made those um, you've done those holes in yourself like you've quit a job without having another job, like this adult child we're talking about. And so I would really lead a client in the way of um, God is a really big God, and God loves your child more than you could, right? Do you, I mean, so I would ask those questions Do you know that God loves your kid more than you do? Do you know that God knows exactly what's going on with your kid? do you know that he sent a savior and it wasn't you? Mm
0: -hmm. So you would turn it back to faith. I would
1: definitely turn it back to faith because so many times, especially as moms or my experience is more with moms than dads, that we want to be the savior. We want to fix the problems. We want to cover the cuts with band-aids. And sometimes God's at work in their lives, bringing them to a place where they can go deeper in their relationship with God, that they can look up. And if we're always fixing the obstacles that our kids are walking through, then they look to mom instead of to their faith. Right. So it's a very fine line to be walking with Um, our adult children and knowing when we are to reach out a hand we're always to love yes we're always to you know i would never let my kids hurt or be homeless or you know but they need to know that they have got this too they need to grow up into the men and women that god's called them to be not the moms call them to be. Yeah. And they need their own experiences. My experiences have defined me.
0: I was just going to say their that.
1: Their will, theirs will define them. That's right. So I even, I mean, Sharon knows this from just being my friend from years. It doesn't matter. It really does not matter what any issue is. If you come to me as a faith coach, I'm going to turn it to faith. (laughs) It doesn't matter if you're having trouble cleaning your toilet or making a menu plan or uh, husband, child. You know, it isn't all about reading your Bible. It's about recognizing that if you are a believer, all of your life is spiritual.
0: Including the laundry pile.
1: (laughs) Including the laundry pile.
0: That's right. So I think... I mean, we've talked about uh, uh, three different things that are practical, that I think most people can identify with um, as happening in their lives and how coaching helps to bring clarity, helps to bring you closer to figuring out what you want to do about it. And the thing that is important to understand here is that your coach is not going to solve your problem. Right. We are not going to say, This is what you need to do. We're not going to say, if I were you, I would do this, right? right? The benefit of coaching is that you come to your own solution. The reward for us as coaches is that we have helped you to be able to come to your own solution or move you forward to your solution. Um, It's always going to be your choice. It's always going to be your um responsibility. That's our fence. Um, so I think from this session we we can take away a few things. First of all, doesn't matter what the problem is, you can bring it to your coach. We can help you solve your problem by by offering options, getting clarity, asking questions. Coaching works. Coaching works for that. Um, almost everything that you're going to entangle yourself in um, if you're a believer, is a spiritual matter. Yes. And its roots are going to be spiritual, even if it's just a pile of laundry. Um, and the third thing is we could talk all day and do 10 episodes about how to parent adult children. Absolutely. So you might want to expect some of those episodes in the future. <laughs> um, so we want you to take away from today that coaching works for every day life it's not just for the really big issues it's not for you know what am i want to be when i grow up um and it's not just for how do i get closer to god it's not the big questions that coaching um is used for it's every question every problem every issue every stuck point um having a coach in your corner is it's like having a doctor or having a dentist, or having a chiropractor. Um, it's just someone that you turn to as part of your team that helps you get through your life and make it a fulfilling life that helps you to live like a believer. So we want to thank you for listening. We want to bless you for your part in this, which is to you know, pass it on to others. Uh, leave an encouraging comment for Kimberly and I in the comments section. Um, if you want to get a hold of us and just do some of that laser coaching, if there are little stuck points in your life that you, uh, you know, you could think you could maybe use a bit of clarity on, you can reach me at www.wildflowerwomen.ca or Kimberly at www.633-wakeup.com. Our emails are in the show notes of this podcast um there's nothing too small there's nothing too trivial um and there's nothing too big so uh, until next time be blessed and be a blessing